The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everyone, to the Apple presentation by Matt and his colleagues. My name is Lynn. I am the Zoom host for this hour. and. Uh, I would just like to welcome all of you and to remind you that um, we will take questions during the some portion of the hour, and when that occurs, we will then go over how to raise hands. So um, welcome, Matt, and welcome to your team, and take it away. All right. Thank you so much, Lynn. I really appreciate it. Welcome, everybody, and we are very, very glad to have all of you with us today. Always a joy to, to join you for these uh, presentations. And I am joined today by trainer Cliff. He is, uh, I did hear him come in. So um, we are going to be continuing our discussion of the Apple Watch. Um, so Cliff, are you, uh, are you with us there yet? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, perfect. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good, good. All right. Um, so we were talking about the Apple Watch last week, of course, as you know. If you were not able to uh, to listen last week, uh, that presentation, like all the others, can be found on the ACB website. And you can go back and listen um, to the previous episode. We did cover a lot of the basics about Apple Watch. We talked about the various sizes and case materials and how to set up uh, the Apple Watch initially. Uh, we talked about notifications and um, installing the apps that are already on your iPhone. Uh, talked a little about deciding kind of on the fly, you know, whether you want to have all those apps installed. And we also mentioned that even if an app is not installed um, on the Apple Watch, the notifications will come to the Apple Watch unless you tell them not to. Uh, and, and it may be that you don't want all your notifications coming to the watch for any one of a number of reasons. So in some cases, maybe they're not relevant to the watch and you can't really interact with them on the watch. The other possibility is that you have a unique sound for a certain app, and it needs to be um, heard on the phone. So a couple of um, practical examples of that. I used to have, I, I don't have any more, I've gone a different route now, uh, but I used to have a Ring video doorbell, and that makes a very, very distinct uh, notification sound. Most of you are probably hearing it in your heads right now, because even if you don't have one, you've seen the commercials. Um, 
that sound will only play on the phone, not the watch. And so I always had my ring notifications come to the phone when I did have a ring, uh, not to mention the fact that you want to be able to use the ring app on the phone. Um, now, another example is uh, an app like the Magic Jack app, which did not, um, and many of you know, Magic Jack is a, a home phone service that uses um, VOIP, voice over internet protocol. There is a Magic Jack app, uh, but it didn't install on the watch. And so unlike the regular phone calls coming to the iPhone, you couldn't answer a Magic Jack call on the watch. And so you could see the notification, but it really was of no value on the watch. So in these cases, what was the logical thing to do was to customize the notifications and let them come only to the phone and not the watch. So you can mirror your notifications or you can turn that feature off. The other thing I'd like to point out is that even when the notifications are set to come to the watch, they'll only do so when the iPhone is asleep and locked. If you have your iPhone up and running, if you're using it actively at the moment, then the notifications you receive will come to your iPhone, even if they're set to mirror on the watch. This does include messages and everything. So when your phone is unlocked, it's going to act like it always has. When your phone is asleep, that's when notifications will come to the watch if they are set to do so. And the other time they'll come to the watch if they're set to do so is when you're on the phone. If you're using your iPhone for an actual phone call or FaceTime call, something like that, it tries to make life easier for you by sending those notifications to the watch. So there are a few different scenarios. Now, I'll also point out that if the watch is not on your wrist, if you have removed the watch and it's charging or what have you, or it otherwise is not unlocked, then you're back to getting notifications on your phone again. They're not going to send notifications to a locked Apple Watch for security reasons. So that's a little bit more about notifications. Of course, you do have a notification center um, on the um, on the watch, and we um, it, it functions in very much the same way as it does on the uh, on the iPhone. Now, last week, we also talked about the watch faces, and we talked about complications um, that provide quick access to information. I think I mentioned that I have the weather conditions and um, the wind speed and a timer and other features on the watch face. We also discussed the dock, where you could have either your most recent apps or your favorite apps, and um, so I've got, you know, about, I guess you can have eight or ten of those on the dock. And so we, um, you know, we discussed that a little bit. We also started to discuss the control center. And it's, again, very similar to the iPhone. It has some controls that are specific to the watch. Um, there's a lot of really cool controls there. There is a flashlight. Um, we talked about last week. It can be either red or it can be pulsing or it can just be a standard flashlight. Another favorite control among the team is the ping iPhone control. So this is really cool if you've set your watch down and you don't know exactly where it is. You uh, you can ping your iPhone. You can make it play a sound from your Apple Watch. And so that is a nice feature. One of the other controls that I'd like to talk briefly about is the water lock feature. Um, 
Apple Watch is waterproof. All right. So you can wear it in the shower. You can wear it swimming, what have you. And the, uh, the only concern is that if you are in the water, the water might, uh, sort of hit against the screen, the watch face, and it might cause random taps that you didn't really mean to happen. And so what ends up uh, occurring is you get a lot of, you know, your watch is doing things it shouldn't be doing. The way to prevent this is to turn on the water lock. So when you are getting ready to go in the water, you, you go into the control center of the watch and you turn on water lock. Now it locks that display. When you get out of the water, you're dried off, you're going to turn the digital crown, that's that circle button on the side of the watch, that dial, and you turn that for a little while, and it turns off the water lock. As it does so, it actually ejects water from the speaker grill at the bottom, so you clear out the speaker. And it may take two or three times of doing that. If your watch still sounds a bit distorted after you do it one time, you can turn the water lock back on and immediately turn the crown to turn it off and repeat the process of ejecting the water. I've had to do that maybe three or four times at most, and it usually then, you know, clears up right away. Now, of course, there are a lot of other controls in the control center. We're not going to go over all of them. We did cover uh, a good portion of that last week. But um, one thing I will point out is that most of the time, unless you change this setting deliberately, your watch will mirror what you do with your phone in Control Center. So, for example, if you turn off Wi-Fi on the phone, uh, you can turn off Wi. It will turn off Wi-Fi on the watch. Or if you uh, if you turn Do Not Disturb on on the phone, it will automatically turn Do Not Disturb on on the watch. And when you turn Do Not Disturb off on the phone or when it goes off on a schedule, then it will also go off on the watch. So a lot of this is mirrored by default. All of this can be customized. And and there are two places to customize things on the watch. One is using the settings app right on the Apple Watch. And the other is using the Apple Watch app on your iPhone, which has a whole list of settings and customizations and things that you can do. And actually, it's more robust even than the settings that are on the watch itself. Now, what I'd like to do for today is is uh, I'd like for trainer Cliff and and myself to both kind of share with you the ways in which we use our watch. And by doing so, we will be giving you examples and descriptions of several apps that we use commonly. And uh, we don't have uh, trainer Rita with us today. She had another appointment, uh, but we've we've been together in other classes where we've taught this. And so I know kind of the ways in which she uses her watch. So I'll share that with you as well, just to point out the various perspectives. And what I want you to get out of this is two things. Number one, we're going to talk about some of the apps and and sort of describe them. But number two, because there's no possible way we can cover every app in depth. It's just, there's no time for that. But what I also want you to see is that this watch can be something different to each person. It is always about how can you fit it into your life and there's no one right answer to that. So Cliff, I'll let you go first if you want to um, describe some of the things that you do with your watch. 
Yeah, mine is kind of short. When I first got the watch, I did everything. Workouts, counting steps, uh, notifications, messages. I even went in as far as doing email and calendar on my watch. But as uh, I've, I'm not going to say grew tired of it, but I just used it less and less because I had more things going on. So now what I basically use it for, I still use it for uh, reading and replying to messages. Um, when a calendar event pops up, I'll dismiss it. But the main thing I use it for is my push notifications from like Apple Insider, 9 to 5 Max, some of the Apple things that I do. I'm a sports fan, so I definitely have my ESPN push notifications coming to my watch. It's kind of spoiled me, too, because back, you know, before I got the watch, I would have to, you know, pick up the remote and click to sports center or, you know, wait for, uh, you know, a game to be over to see what the scores. Now I can get the scores in real time on my watch. You know, if my, if I have my favorite team selected, it'll let me know when they score, when it's close, if it's overtime, everything. So I, I mainly use it for, you know, the, the push notifications for the sports apps, the, um, Apple, uh, blog apps. Um, I do a lot of, yeah, I, I use I do still use it to track how many steps I've taken in a day. Um, I do re- have it remind me to breathe and stand because those are big health things that you know are going these days. You sit too long, or you know maybe you think your heart rate goes up. It wants you to relax. So I mean, those are things that I definitely use it for. Um, the <laughs> this is going to be funny. One of the main things I bought the watch for initially is Matt told me that Minnie Mouse was one of the voices, and I love Minnie Mouse, so I I got the watch just to hear her tell me what the time was. So, <laughs> but other than that, um, I I I I probably don't use my watch as much as I I could, and people who don't have one probably will say, "Why don't you use it for all those things?" But you know, once you get into certain things and I'm not going to say it gets old, but you just forget to do it sometimes. So sometimes I'll forget to, you know, there will be times where, especially during COVID that I haven't gone anywhere that I, yeah, I used to put on my watch most likely because I would, I used to work outside the house, but now that I work mostly inside the house, I kind of forget to put it on sometimes. So it'll, it'll, it could go two or three days before I will put it on. But, um, messages is definitely accessible Siri learns your habits and replies so it puts them in you know quick replies they call them and you can just double tap on it and it'll send it for you you don't even have to look for the send button email is a little bit more complicated I think it only puts your inbox or maybe your favorite inboxes I haven't looked at it in a while so I can't verify that but I do know it is possible to read and check your email it even has uh, Matt's favorite signature sent from my Apple Watch in the email signature unless you remove it. So um, those are a few things that I do with my watch. I, oh, one more thing I used to do um, that I don't do anymore. I definitely need to get back into it is I used to track how much water I would drink throughout the day. Um, that is one because water is, um, you know, important for the body. So that's one thing that I definitely have to um, hook that app back up after I got my uh, restore my watch the last fall because it was giving me some issues, but um, tracking my water intake that's definitely something that I I'm gonna have to start doing again. But that's one of the big things that I did walk, you know, tracking my water, watching my steps, and getting my sports push notifications are the main things that I do with it. All right, and and as you can see, as, as he mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, as he mentioned, there are so many possibilities. And what it comes down to at the end of the day, you have all these devices. Um, 
you know, trainer Cliff and I both, we own basically every Apple, you know, if Apple makes it, we have it. Uh, and, and so, you know, Apple TV, HomePod, iPad, iPhone, Apple Watch, AirPods, all these different things. Well, he's got a slightly different set of headphones, but the Beats. Well, I was just about to say, the only yeah. reason Trainer Matt went out and got an iMac is because I had a Mac main. He didn't want me to one-up him. That's what that was all about. <laughs> so, you know, so what, what it comes down to then is figuring out how these devices fit into your life, how they work best for you, the things that you do with them. And it doesn't have to be the same as what anybody else is doing with them. Uh, if trainer Rita were here, she would tell you that one of the biggest things that she does with her watch is the fitness stuff. And she's got a watch face specifically designated, dedicated to that. It shows her how many steps she's taken, her calories. It shows her uh, the amount of time that she has exercised. You know, they have this system of rings, all right? There are the rings for moving. There are the rings for standing every every so often because it'll ask you to stand about once an hour uh, and move a little bit just to, you know, get up and, and so forth. And then there is the exercise ring. And so you close these rings throughout the day and you kind of get little, you know, pats on the back, essentially, from the watch, little, you know, reward that it's, you know, congratulate you and and these kinds of things. And so she can see her ring status. She can see, um, you know, her breathing, because that's another thing I'll ask you to do is to deep breathe periodically if you choose to turn that on. All these things can be customized, right? And you can customize even the goals for each, you know, the move goal and everything. And she uses the Apple Fitness Plus service with that app, and that can be used. You can actually have that playing on the Apple TV even, but it's tracking what you do on the watch. So she uses that stuff very extensively and she has some other gym equipment like a bike and you know she has all this sort of hooked together so that it integrates with the watch and with her health app and she can see all of that on on one of the watch faces. So that's a big thing. It's not the only thing, uh but it's a big thing that that's very important to her. For me, um the watch really does enhance certain things, but I'm kind of like Cliff. I don't necessarily wear it every day, um, but there are some really nice things that it does do. Um, one of the things that I do use it for um, is quick, uh, like for example, timers in the kitchen. Now we have a HomePod in the kitchen, so there's no reason I can't tell the HomePod to, to set a timer or even multiple timers. But sometimes maybe it's at night and other people are sleeping and I don't want to, you know, chance waking everybody up with that. So I'll just say it quietly to my watch. And Siri can be activated by pressing and holding the digital crown or by saying the typical wake phrase, you know, hey, you know. And also the watch can actually be set up such that even if you just lift it up to your mouth approximately to your face and start talking that it will activate Siri. Now that's been a bit hit or miss, but I think it's because I overthink it. I tend to try too hard instead of just gently lifting my arm. I get some, uh, I, sometimes I invoke Siri without meaning to just by lifting my arm. So I, I know it's doable. It's just sometimes I do it. I guess I'm, like I said, overthinking, you know, the arm lift thing, but it does work. 
And, and so I use it for, you know, quick things like that, setting a timer. Um, I love the walkie talkie feature and it's a convenient thing. Uh, the walkie talkie feature, as I told you, these, these descriptions of what we do will give us a chance to share how some of these apps work. Um, the walkie talkie feature is a specific Apple watch to Apple watch, uh, feature. All right. It's not on any other Apple product. Uh, yes, the iPhone does. There are some third party walkie talkie apps for the iPhone. But they're kind of a little bit quirky at times in my experience. And some of your carriers offer uh, walkie-talkie type service. Um, but, you know, the other person you're going to walkie-talkie with would also have to have this service activated and would have to be a member of the same carrier, you know, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever. So uh, those aren't always the most practical. But the watch, as long as the other person has an Apple watch, you're good to go. You're signed in with your Apple ID. This is free. It's not using any, any you know, it's over Wi-Fi. If you're out and about, it's going to use your phone's cellular data or your watch's cellular data, but that's about it. So the way this works then is you invite people from your contacts to um, be part of the walkie-talkie app with you. And then anytime you want, you can just open the walkie-talkie app, choose the contact, and there's a button to talk. You can double tap and hold it to talk to the other person and then let go. And uh, it's instant. The other person hears it right away. They can, they can respond in real time, just like a real walkie-talkie. Again, I want to stress, you don't have to be in the same room or even in physical proximity like you do with traditional walkie-talkies. You can be across the country, across the world. It makes no difference as long as both people have an internet connection. Um, you can turn off the walkie-talkie feature or when you put on do not disturb, it automatically goes to not available so that, you know, somebody doesn't inadvertently uh, walkie-talkie with you while you're in church or while you're at a movie once we go back to movie theaters again or what have you. You know, you're not going to do that. You turn on do not disturb. And as I said, it, it, it then makes your walkie-talkie status as unavailable and the other people see that. But any other time, you know, the rest of the time you could use this very, very quickly and conveniently. And I like it because sometimes I know it's not practical for, you know, let's say my wife, for example. I mean, if she's driving in the car, you know, she does have car play. So she can she can text hands free and that's fine. But, you know, maybe she's in a store or I'll I'll admit to you. And I know trainer Cliff does this, too. You know, sometimes we're at opposite ends of the house. We'll text each other instead of yelling across or getting up and going across, you know, and we have a family chat group that we, you know, text each other, my wife and the kids and I, and so forth, you know, but sometimes if it's something really quick, uh, I can think of one example very specifically. Our, our Sunday tradition is, uh, you know, we usually go, uh, to, we go to church on Sunday mornings and then we go out to lunch, um, with, with, uh, some of our church family, um, so that's kind of our big meal of the day. We usually make a frozen pizza Sunday evenings. That's kind of become our tradition most Sundays. And the kids have youth group in the evening. So there have been times that I'll walkie talkie my wife whenever I see that she's getting into the garage because my watch and my phone will notify me when the garage door is open. And so when, when I see that happening, I'll walkie talkie with her and I'll say, Hey, hon, don't forget to bring up the pizza. Uh, because it's in the freezer in the garage. So, you know, that's a convenient thing. I don't need to send a text message for that, that she 
may or may not read because she sees that I'm messaging her, but she thinks to herself, well, what does he want? I'll wait till I get in the house to, to read that, um, you know, trying to get out of the car and stuff. This way she'll hear it on her wrist instantly and, you know, she can respond to it or not, but she definitely will now remember to bring up that pizza. So there's, you know, good use cases for this walkie-talkie app and I really like it. And it's a fun and convenient way to communicate with other people. So I use Siri a lot. Um, on the watch and and I use uh, things like the timer, the walkie-talkie. I do use the messages app like Cliff. I, I typically do it for quick replies rather than for more extensive conversations that I know are going to go back and forth for a while. Um, but I do use it. And so that brings us to the discussion of how do you input text on the Apple Watch? And one of the ways you do this is what Cliff already described, which is these sort of quick canned replies, as I like to call them, you know. And again, there's some built-in ones that are always going to appear. There are some that are contextual. Like if somebody says, thank you, you're going to see things like, you're welcome, anytime, no problem, you know, pop up and things like that. And some of them are behavioral. Some of them are learned, as he said, because Siri is always monitoring these things. And so as you, as you continue to use your devices and it learns your speech patterns, you know, it's going to start to responding with, start to respond with things that you would actually say. So you'll have this whole list of canned replies. And plus, by the way, you can actually go into the settings and you can manually add your own that will show up uh, as well. So you have a lot of options for these sort of built-in quick replies. And as Cliff said, all you got to do is double tap on them as a voiceover user, and they're going to send immediately. You don't even have to hit the send button. All right. So that's one way of replying and entering text in a manner of speaking in messages, for example, on your watch. Now, another way is Scribble. If you know handwriting and you can write, you know, you know the, the letters, uh, you, can, you can do that on the watch face. And then, of course, the other...
other things. And so went to the mall and, or not the mall, but you know, some of the department stores in that area. And so we were pretty much out all day and we, uh, I, I chose to use that for that particular event. And I put the phone in this leather sleeve thing. And, um, when we were in the car at one point, I wanted to play some music on the phone. Well, I wanted to listen to it on the phone, but I used the watch because I could have easily pulled the phone out of that leather sleeve, you know, in just a few seconds. But I thought, here's a perfect case where I don't need to. Um, the speaker's exposed enough. And I, you know, I, so I just went into the music app on the watch and I played the music. And so you can do that with music, podcasts, audio books. Um, the other nice thing on the watch, there's a tip calculator. Sometimes I've used uh, at restaurants and so on. And the voice memo. Well, that, that tip calculator, by the way, is a part of a regular calculator. So it does other things too. And also the voice memos app. It's great to be able to make really quick recordings with the watch. Um, they sound excellent when you play them back. Uh, when you play them back on the watch, you can tell that they're being played back on a watch speaker. Um, they're not like tinny or distorted or anything. They just don't, uh, they don't sound quite, you know, I mean, it's just not the same speaker, but the quality of the microphones is such that if you play the recordings back on other devices, your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac, whatever, they sound excellent. I mean, they really sound amazing and, and they sync with iCloud. So, you know, you record on your watch and they're instantly on all your other devices. So it's a nice way to quickly um, make recordings if you want to. Um, there's a lot of other things, you know, photos, you can store your favorite photos. You can set it automatically to sync favorite photos when you designate them as favorites, uh, to basically sync them on the watch. So if you, you know, have, you want to show somebody quick photos, you can, you can do that right on the watch. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that it does do and it's designed with that idea in mind. You know, when Apple does this stuff, you know, people look at it sometimes, I think, and, and you know, they get the idea, well, they're using the same apps. It's really iOS. You know, how much work did it take? But it does, because when they do that, they redesign these apps from the ground up to take full advantage of the features, the processor, the functionality, the capability of each unique device. So, you know, while the, the calendar app, for example, um, by and large offers the exact same set of features on the iPad as it does on the iPhone, it's a completely different look. And it, it takes advantage of things in a unique way that's, you know, specific to the iPad. Well, the same is true with using an app on the watch, you know, like the voice memos app or some, you know, any other app that we talk about. It's going to have the features. And in the case of the watch, it doesn't always have all the same features because it's not meant to. You know, similarly, you're not going to watch videos or browse the web on your watch. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, I know there are people who have tried and there are some weird implementations and things people have done. But, you know, in reality, I mean, that just doesn't, you know, make a whole lot of sense to me anyway. Um, so this is, you know, kind of a kind of an overview of some of the things that you can do with the watch and some ways to do it. We talked about inputting text now and um, 
you know, we talked about um, using Apple Pay, talked about walkie-talkie and messages and how all that works. Um, you know, again, there is no possible way that we've that we're going to be able to go over every app. Uh, certainly, um, you can understand that. And you know, we still have a considerable amount of time left here, uh, so I can you know go over a couple of other um, you know a couple of other things for you. And of course, we'll take questions. Um, I'll, I'll jump to Trainer Cliff here in a minute and see what he wants to add. Uh, but you know, before I do that. Uh, I would just say this: the the possibilities are are pretty endless and pretty extensive, you know. And it, it's it comes down to figuring out, as I said before, uh, what makes the most sense for your situation, what works for you. Um, I talked to you about the um, text input because that is one of the most common questions that we get, you know. Now, there are some cool things that um, that the watch does, these little uh, tidbits. Like, for example, you can unlock your Mac with your Apple Watch. When you're wearing your watch, if you have everything set up properly, and that basically means uh, same Apple ID, two-factor authentication, um, you have to have um, a passcode turned on on your watch and, you know, all these various things. But then, yeah, you know, you're, you go to your Mac and it's asleep, you wake it up and it will, uh, it will just unlock for you. And you've probably read the rumors that the same feature is being introduced for the iPhone in, uh, version 14.5 because of all the masks, you know, so when you're wearing a mask, you can't use face ID, but it will, according to the the specifications, according to the rumors that if you are wearing that mask and it will detect that and then it will use your watch to unlock your iPhone. Now, I, I can't comment on it personally because of the non-disclosure agreements, but that's all over the internet. I mean, if that's a feature that they do decide to proceed with in that sense, then, you know, I mean, that's a really cool thing. Because again, it just makes the whole process easier. Um, and something else too uh, that I did want to talk about with the watch is, and I, I feel like we gave reference to it last week briefly, the nightstand mode. So you can put your watch on its charger at night if you choose to do so. And you can then... Um, as long as the watch is standing up on its side, it's not laying down, it's standing up on its side, it goes into what's called nightstand mode. And that shows the time, the battery level, and if you have an alarm set, it shows the alarm uh, time as well. And so that's a great way, you know, visually to, to look over at your nightstand and see the watch, but also even as a voiceover user, the accelerometers are such that if you just tap on the end stand or the end table where the watch is sitting, it will um, it will cause voiceover to announce the time. And of course, you can change you know you can change all this stuff in the settings. You can disable all that if you want, but it's cool and it does offer some nice, unique options and features. Now, some people ask, well, what if I want to wear the watch at night because I want to track sleeping and you know sleep and so forth? Well, you can do that too. 
And the watch is designed um, in such a way that the battery, I, I've seen, I've gotten two complete days of use out of the watch before I've even had to charge it anyway. Now that's going to vary if you're using it a lot or, you know, when you first get these devices, you're playing with them a bunch and you're customizing things. You're not going to get two days then. But once you kind of settle into the routine and you're actually using it, you know, in real world scenarios, I, I think it's pretty safe to count on um, just about two days of use on the watch. But if you need to charge it, you can plan, you know, give it a charge while you're in the shower or whatever. It doesn't matter. But the phone will notify you when the watch has reached 100%. So that way, if you do plan to put it back on for sleeping or whatever, you know, you know, in plenty of time to do that. So you can plan accordingly. There's um, there's a power reserve mode on the watch, but I, to my recollection, it's different from the um, low power mode of the iPhone. I'm not even sure that voiceover works in the watch power reserve mode because I think it's designed to only display the time and not do anything else. Um, so that is, you know, uh, available if it's needed, if you're in a situation where you, uh, you know, you do get low on power like that. Um, now other than that, I, I'll go to, to trainer Cliff here. Do you have anything to add or anything else that we ought to cover before we go to questions? Do you think? No, that pretty much covers it. I think you covered it all. Okay. All right. Well, then in that case, why don't we go ahead and take some questions and uh, see where that gets, let's see where that takes us. Okay. Well, we do have some questions. Anthony, you can unmute. First off, shout out to Minnie. I love her. Um, I have a, three quick questions. I'm using a Series 3. Um, my first question is when, I, um, when it's on the the thing overnight it's telling me that it can no longer update so what are what are some quick ways to get rid of i guess apps and and data so that i can get the latest software my second yeah. question is about voice memos is there a way to designate like can you rem, can you set a reminder like if i'm in the store and i and i remind myself something quickly with a voice note is there a way to send it to email or as a text so that it will you know remind me later and my third and last question is, I did say I'm on a Series 3. Are there any benefits to go to the SE or the 6 that I wouldn't be getting on the 3 right now? Okay. All right. All great questions. All questions that we can answer pretty easily. Um, the, the, the most difficult one actually is the first one because the Apple Watch Series 3 had very limited storage by comparison. And... Um, it's it can be very tricky to get enough free space. And I can say that from personal experience. My mom has a, a Series 3, and we've had different times to go through this. And, you know, a couple of things you can check. I mentioned earlier that you can have it set to sync a small amount of photos. You can do the same thing with music. You can turn that stuff off so that it's not using your storage space for those things. You can also... Um, remove apps by going into the Apple Watch app on your phone and then finding the app and double tapping on it and then choosing the option where it says uh, show on Apple Watch. You can uncheck that. You can deselect it and that will remove it from 
the watch. So there are, you know, a few things that you can do. And in my mom's case, she actually ended up doing a factory restore on her watch. Now, I'm, I'm never a big fan of factory restores. I think they're overused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I do think they're overused sometimes. But in that scenario, especially where it's so easy to set up an Apple watch, you know, from an iCloud backup, it might not be the worst idea in the world if you really intend to keep the watch for a while, because then you will clear off everything if you're not sure what's taking up space where, you know, that that is an option. Um, On the syncing, that would be in the settings as well. Will I still mm-hmm. be able to yes. use it as a remote for music if I turn the music yes. syncing off? Yes, okay. absolutely. And that's an important point is that you can still access the music. There's a thing, you probably know this, in the music app uh, near the top that says like... Uh, music on iPhone or something like that. I forget the verbiage exactly, but it, you know, it's indicating that you want to control the music library of your phone rather than, you know, the music that's stored on your Apple watch. And so, yeah, you can definitely still do that even if you're not syncing music to the watch. Um, yeah, yeah. With your second question, uh, if it were me personally, I mean, I know it's personal preference. I would probably just use the reminders app rather than the voice. There is no way to share the voice memos from the watch voice memos app. You have to go to the iPhone to share. So, you know, yeah, that is a, you know, a limitation of the watch. And the third question, I think there are actually quite a few benefits. Of course, it comes down to, you know, personal preference and what you want to do with your uh, finances. But just looking strictly at the question you asked, um, first of all, the Series 3 was the last model to use a 32-bit processor Starting with Series 4, it went to 64-bit, and that means a huge performance boost for the watch, especially as a voiceover user. I I had a Series 2 and did not get the Series 3, but I had the Series 2, and I found it to be that as long as it took for things to load and voiceover to respond properly to them, I could have pulled out my phone out of my pocket and accomplished the same task in half the time. And when I shared that with Cliff and and some other people on our lists and so forth, they all said the same thing to me. They said, skip over the Series 3 and get the Series 4. That problem will totally go away and you'll be thoroughly impressed with it. And they were absolutely correct. And I actually still use a Series 4 to this day, but it's a huge difference in performance. The other thing is, it's going to have more storage. So your Series 3, I think, has 8 gigabytes of storage. Um, series 4 has 12. And I think we discovered Series 6 is like 32 or something. So the problems that you're having with the um, the storage will not be an issue. Uh, I don't know what the SE has. I, I'm sure you could find that out from the tech specs, but I have no reason to suspect that it would be much less than the Series 6. And of course, then that's, you know, putting aside all of the other features that those watches are, you know, advertised as having that the Series 3 didn't, especially the the Series 6 there, you know, ECG, fall detection, um, blood oxygen monitoring, you know, all those other things, which yeah. may or may not be um, important to you. But I, yeah, I do think if nothing else, the performance and the extra storage space alone are compelling reasons to consider upgrading anyhow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, All right, we, thank you. We have several people, and it is three fifty something. Um, All right, so we got a little over a half hour. We probably um, 
Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just as, giving yeah. you a time check. That's all. I'm oh no, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm saying we probably take as many as we can and see where we uh, okay. see where we are. Sounds good. All right, Chris, you may you should be unmuted. Thanks, Lynn. Um, hi, Matt. Um, hi. You mentioned the dictation button for messages. I've never seen it. Where do I find it? Um, it is it is right on the screen when you are um, replying to a message. Uh, it's actually before all of those quick replies, isn't it, Cliff? What's the I'm, question again? Um, dictation button. When you're replying to a message, where the dictation button is? Um, it's you. I don't know, actually.
my dictation made me think of, you know, how I make a call or do a message with Siri. So I don't have Siri connect, you know, on my phone because it's bad enough with Lady A around, you know. So I don't want to take a chance on her talking to me. So I just press the button on the watch. Do you press a button to get Siri like you would on the phone? Oh, you can. Yes, yes. You can oh, use yeah. the. Oh, okay. You can use the digital crown okay. and you press and hold that. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Good. And the um, oh let's see. Gosh. Okay. Oh, I was thinking about the exercise when Cliff mentioned that. I don't know about Apple because I don't have the watch yet. You know, I'm waiting. But um, the, the I know with the Fitbit, if you have you have to do 15 minutes of consistent, like on the elliptical, on the bike, or something, in order for it to track it. You know, so hope, I'm wondering maybe there might be a setting like you guys were saying. But I'm glad he mentioned it because it made me think. Oh, well, I'm going to make sure that's fixed real quick, <laughs> or a way we can manually put it in. You know, because yeah. some of the insurances pay you pay you money when you do your exercises. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it. I know there was something else, but I can't think of it right now. Oh, I know. The little glass cover that Rita got has, you can, you don't have to take the glass cover off in order to do things, right? This glass cover works like any cover. You can that's just, correct. It's like know, one the of the covers you would get for okay. the display of your iPhone or something. Yes. Oh, Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And thank you, Cliff. And thank you, Lynn. Thank you very much. All right. Mary, you should be unmuted. Yeah, I think I am. Um, I'm have missed part of this call, but I was, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because I just made past my year. I have heart disease and I need it to track the heart, but I'm never going to get those heart rates. So what I'm suggesting to people, if, if it's not tracking you consistently, when you're in the uh, activity app, you know, you go into, you know, you go into work where it says workout and you go into the activity. If you just pick one of those workouts that's kind of generic, like, um, the, you know, like if I pick outdoor walk or even indoor walk, it's going to dock me for when my heart rate wasn't up. But because of all this medicine I'm on, it's never accurate. So if I pick something like mixed cardio or, you know, if you pick weight, because there's a whole bunch of them where it will just, you know, like kind of write a generic number every minute or something. It tells you that the first time you use it. So like if it's just not picking up your exercise, that's what I would suggest is just pick something that's kind of generic and, and like go by the time or have it like um, the, I don't remember what you, probably open-ended ones but that's that's really what i would suggest because there's some conditions where you're just never going to get to those parameters and that's just the way it is and it's either kind of you know fudge around with it jimmy it around or you won't get your credit but i've been doing this for a year and it's worked all right well thank you very much okay um the all right, Beth, you should, there should be a. Okay, here we are. Thanks, guys. Um, I have a couple of really quick things here. Matt, does the watch have a camera actually on it? Uh, it actually does not. You can use it as a remote 
for your phone's camera so you can initiate the you know taking of the picture from the watch but it does not have its own camera okay that's surprising i i don't know i kind of thought that it that it would um bands watch bands do you remember in the good old days bad old days um it went when you got a watch you would get an a metal band that i think they called it an expansion band and it would fit anybody's wrist you just put the watch on and go your merry way is that kind of band available yes there are there are probably several bands like that that are uh sort of um able to be you know uh stretched or 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 what have you to fit different you know different wrists um rita is the one who has had the most recent um experience with picking the bands and i know that she mentioned that last week or or maybe in our in our class that we taught recently that she mentioned one of those exact bands that you're talking about or something very similar to that and i can't remember for sure what its name is but i can try to find that out and you can uh get in touch with me and i'll get an answer for you okay all right i'll 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 do that at some point no no uh no rush but i just wondered and the last thing is if you want to track uh, maybe track isn't the right word if you want your ekg to be done on your watch and then you want to share that with say a medical professional is that done in the health app um, or can you do yes. it another way I believe that is the way to do it. I've not actually done that, but I believe that's exactly uh, what happens because the uh, all that information is uh, synced between the watch and the phone and so on. Okay, and it is FDA approved. I mean, this is an accurate, you know, accurate thing, right? It's not. It's yeah, not I mean, just... it, it, it is FDA. They, you know, it's it is. Um, you know, it's still no substitute for actually seeing a doctor, but it it is. Yes, it is FDA approved. And you can't do blood pressure yet? No. Okay. I'm thinking there will be a time when you can. All right. Thanks, guys, very much. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, Donna, you should be unmuted. Hello, Matt. This is Donna Browning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying my new Apple Watch. Awesome. Um, I... I was very excited about all the new stuff. I do have a question about something on it. You know, you know how they said that it, you could, it would have a function on it to let you know, like, like when you start washing your hands, if you're washing long enough. Well, I haven't found out how to figure out how to turn that on or get that function to work. Or is it an app? I, I'm, I'm missing something with that. Do you know? Um, it is in the it's in the, the the Apple Watch app on your phone, uh, and I believe it's just under hand washing. Um, you go in there and enable the the hand washing countdown and the hand washing reminder. And you may want to also open the health app on your phone. And there is a hand washing section under there, but honestly, the place you turn it on is is the first place that I said. Okay, because I didn't see that when I looked, and may uh, you know that's very possible. But <laughs> I'll have to go back and look, maybe slower. I don't know, but I'll let you know if I don't find it. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, the um, and and 
when you were speaking about watch bands, there's lots of watch bands out there you can get for the watch. I mean, I've seen ones that look like bracelets. You can go on Amazon and get lots of different ones. And um, I mean, it was it was lots of choices. I was oh, very yeah. happy about that. And uh, I have to say, the Apple Watch is the best watch I've ever had out of any watch ever. Yeah. And, you know, it just... Yeah, for sure. It truly is. I mean... Yep. Even ones that I was able to see. And I, you know, I loved my Mickey Mouse watch, but it was still hard to read for me. And um, yeah. this is just awesome. And now I can have Mickey tell me what time it is if I really Right, right. <laughs> and I did want to tell you, I did end up... You, you know how I got, got, got the... um home pod minis i did get those uh as i told you before and i was talking about how to you know hook up my tv so i did if i it's on its way to me i ordered the um apple tv finally i finally got enough money to do it um and so when that gets here i'll pair them and um i'll let you know how much i like it sounds good awesome yeah so putting all this knowledge you taught me to work you know <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, answering my question and take care and we'll talk again soon. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks, Donna. I'll be talking to you. All right. All right. Uh, Michelle. So when I was looking at the information about the watch, the Apple watch, it actually says it's water resistant to like 50 meters or something like that. And it says that it's not, water uh, that it's not intended for high velocity water sports that kind of thing i was wondering um if i'm out about and i get caught in the rain like and the rain's like pouring down really hard is it going to be sufficiently waterproof in that case oh absolutely so first of all 50 meters um just in case you're not aware, there are approximately three feet in a meter. So right. three, so 50 meters would be a depth of about 150 feet submerged. Um, and, and, and there are people who have, have pushed the boundaries and, you know, taken it into the ocean and done, you know, deep sea kind of stuff with it. But yeah, definitely the rain's not going to be uh, an okay. issue at all. Yeah, I've taken, a, like, I've taken a shower with mine, so I mean, oh, I, I know have it too. I have Even too. if it's like pouring, you know, cats yeah. and dogs, yep. you know, that kind of thing. And, yep. and the the uh, you may not know the answer to this, but the 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 shell that um, Rita got does that um, seal it enough, or would I need to um, take it out of that case to to use the the water lock and, and you know to for it to expel the water and that sort of thing or you know how that part would all work with using the shell um i don't i don't really see it uh, that it would be any different because the water uh the, the ejection of the water actually comes from the bottom of the watch like underneath the watch and what she had is a um protector for the screen of it we can check with her right. on that I, and get back to you if you you know send us a text or something to remind okay. us to do that but i yeah I, I don't see any reason why that would have any impact on it really because when when she had described it it sounded like it went around the entire watch um above and below it 
Yeah, yeah we may want to we may want to double check with her on that then to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right, and we have Peggy. You should be unmuted. Yes. Um. Hi. I just uh, I wanted to mention that I have uh, I've been using my watch in the pool. I do water aerobics like five days a week, and uh, I've been using it for about four months, and I've had no problem with it at all. Um, obviously, I do do the water lock thing, um, but I will say I did get yeah. one of those. Um, covers uh the little cap things that rita talked about and i did have a bit of an issue with that um it seemed like you know obviously it's not keeping it the water from getting under it totally and if you get a little water between the screen and the and the cap thing uh i was having problems with voiceover so i had to go back to not using the cap when i'm in the water with it but uh, other than that it's it's been absolutely no problem in the water. That that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. It's totally um, personal preference, but I've had a watch for I guess four years now because I'm on a series four going on. No, yeah, I'm on a series four. I had a three first, so but I've never used a cap on my watch, and I've bumped it against concrete and all kinds of other <laughs> stuff, and it's, it's never damaged. Matter of fact, the last watch I had, which was a series three, I was moving. Uh, back to Minnesota at the time and there was a pillar and I scraped the watch against there and initially I thought it was damaged but when I took it in to get took it in to to trade it in they took it with no issues and gave me full trade in value for it so okay yeah yeah I I would I mean again it is personal preference but I I tend to agree with that I don't use a a cover either and I've accidentally hit mine against things and you know yeah it's fine yep and I do find to get it to really reflect exercise, you know, correctly, you need to like turn on one of the workouts um, and then it, you know, and then you end the workout when you're done and, and it gives you the full credit for it then. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I know. I had one more question. Sorry. Uh, for Apple Pay, you said you... You double-click the side button, right? Not the crown, but the side correct. button? Yes, okay. that's correct. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Okay. We don't have any more questions. Okay. Um, hey, Matt, I, I bet if the captain had had the, the the watch on the Titanic, he'd have done a better job of steering that ship. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, he didn't know that iceberg was coming up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I, do we have anything else? I think we might be, might be good to go. Um, we do want to, um, we do, well, let me just go over a couple of things. Um, since we have a couple minutes, you know, of course, we want to thank all of you. And uh, big thank you to, to Lynn for hosting. Um, the website, if you want to get more information, um, if you want to get access to some of our free resources or our paid training or our podcasts and blogs and all of those things, uh, we have two websites. Uh, the Tech Juggernaut website is ttjtech.net. That's Tango, Tango, Juliet. And then the word tech, T-E-C-H, dot N-E-T. And 
Cliff, of course, has stirituppcom Now that's spelled with a U. So S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P.com. You can send us uh, iMessage with your messages app um, questions uh, for support and things of that nature to the tech juggernaut at iCloud.com or stir it up again with a U at iCloud.com. And because my stuff is across the board, not difficult like Matt, you can also find my YouTube page, um, <laughs> Stir It Up. And we've been posting um, interviews, short audio tutorials. Um, I think, yeah, even yesterday I posted uh, Matt's help session that he does every Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we'll probably be doing that for more people that want to get extra help, um, see what we people ask questions about and possibly help them out. So Stir It Up on YouTube Live. Yes, Absolutely. All right, so I guess that's going to do it. We want to thank you all for joining us today, and God bless you, and have a great weekend. We will definitely see you back here next week. All right, thank you, everyone. Thank you.